Rivers Barden Architects. This is Spork in the Road, a podcast featuring conversations with creative individuals about their path, craft, and passions. In this episode, our resident architects Joe Rivers and Kevin Barden visit with Roz Jones, a fit lifestyle innovator from Houston, Texas. At University of North Texas, I was actually officiating soccer because I just needed money. I was broke and a friend got me involved. I had never played soccer in my life. And he was like, you can do it. Here's the handbook. You'll start next week. (laughs) And that same gentleman that got me started there, I had just, when I said, you know, it'd be really cool to be a fitness instructor. I had a step class in less than a month. Had no idea what I was doing. And that's where it started. The truth comes out. Roz Jones is the name and face behind Roz Fit Lifestyle, a fitness and lifestyle company based in Houston, Texas. Joe and Kevin sat down with Roz to discuss her beginnings in fitness, the launching of her brand and travel program, and her perspective as a fitness professional. Here's Kevin, followed by Roz. Uh, so maybe we can start off with uh, where are you from? Uh, where did you grow up? Okay, so I am originally from Houston. I guess it may not be considered Houston. I grew up in the Friendswood area, so south, you know, the suburbs there. Nice. Where'd you go to school? I did my undergrad. Actually, well, let me go back. I started at, let me start where I started, (laughs) at University of Texas at Dallas. So I started there. I played basketball a year. I was already well into my degree plan a year in, so I went ahead and transferred to North Texas to finish off there. And then I did my undergrad in kinesiology with a minor in health promotion. Then I started working in corporate fitness, decided to go back to school, of course. So I went to University of Texas at Austin and did my degree in exercise physiology with a minor in sports psychology. Sports psychology. Mm-hmm. What, 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 is that, what does that entail? So it's more of a, the mindset of an athlete, like how to go about coaching, visualization. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty deep, but more yeah. so just from the perspective of an athlete, even when it comes to nutrition or getting ready for games. I mean, it applies to me now because you have like goal-oriented athletes or mm. task-oriented athletes and kind of how to approach even now the – masses and the different um, demographics that I teach, I, t- I take a lot from that discipline. Hmm. That's really, uh, that's fascinating. I mean, I know, I guess they talk about like the, the, the game mindset and, and we're starting to hear a lot more about the, the psychology, but I haven't really thought about it at the, at the non-professional level, but it is, it. Oh it's, yeah. It's, it's very valid. Everybody or anybody that's trying to get in shape like daily it's like it starts with your mindset right and so as a trainer and as a fitness professional during that consultation it's like they may not know but I'm trying to figure out where they are in this process like are they ready to get going are they kind of considering working out defining those barriers and then helping diffuse that so there's a lot of psychology in in that and getting started but then also continuing with a workout plan Mm -hmm. because as adults Mm -hmm. we're all adults we have things that come up yeah you know um and you have to adjust around those along with still trying to you know fit in your goals your health goals where did it start i guess moving back even before college uh you went to college with basketball Mm -hmm. what other I guess, when did you get into sports growing up? So I was an athlete growing up. So I played team sports, but 
I can say that fitness and health and movement was a part of our lifestyle. So we had a gym in our house, and my dad always worked out. When he didn't work out there at the house, we would go to, I don't know if y'all remember President's First Lady is where (laughs) we would go. I know exactly. I remember going up there and then going to the kids' corner and seeing the instructors. I thought they were the coolest things ever. I was like, (laughs) these these humans are so cool. Look them up there dancing. And my mom would actually dress me up in, you know, cute little workout outfits and of course. take pictures, right, right, <laughs> just to go in the kids' room, that's all. Um, and so it's always been a part of my life, I guess you can say, being active in addition to training for sports. But when I went to college, I played that one year, mm-hmm. and after that one year, I had to make a decision based on academics to move to another college. Um And luckily, I fell right back into that fitness or health realm. So I was going to the rec center at University of North Texas. I was actually officiating soccer because I just needed money. I was broke, and a friend got me involved. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I had never played soccer in my life. And he was like, you can do it. Here's the handbook. You'll start next week. (laughs) He's like, just run down the court. Blow your whistle every now and then. Um, So I actually started officiating, and that same gentleman that got me started there, I had just... When I said, you know, it'd be really cool to be a fitness instructor. And he's like, oh, yeah, Kim's right here. She can talk to the director tomorrow. I had a step class in less than a month. Had no idea what I was wow. doing. And that's the where it started. The truth comes out. Wow. <laughs> learning learning so, on the go. Yeah, so um, the fitness director there, Annika Fincher, got me started. And that was when I was 20. Wow. I've heard so many stories of, re- like, rec sports really is, it's a drug. <sighs> It, it happened is. to my brother. My uh-huh. brother went to, to uh, Texas A&M for architecture. Oh, they have an amazing facility, too. He got pulled in. He started, you know, refereeing. And now mm-hmm. he, uh, well, actually, he's co-director of student services. But he's, he's at uh, UT Health in San Antonio running their intramurals and rec sports program there. And, yes. you know, went to Texas Tech and got his master's in, in sports management and all that just because he loves rec sports. That's awesome. It's It's such a great program. It's a fun, it's a fun program. And I would say in the college sector, it's about education more so, which I love. Say for instance, I started out being a, an assistant, then I became an intern in helping educate and bring on instructors. So I started, I guess you could say training or teaching instructors to be instructors while I was in college. Right. And then when I went to grad school, that was what I did. So I taught the courses that certified individuals to become instructors or trainers. So within rec sports, there is a learning process. There is education and kind of it can lead into a career. The same gentleman that got me started, he now officiates at the collegiate level. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up here in Houston slash Friendswood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you left for school. Were you always coming back to Houston? Did you? When I left for college, I thought I was leaving. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, never coming back. But I also, I think it was, I grew up in the suburbs. It was, it was, it was pretty, you know, it wasn't a whole lot to do. And I didn't know what the city of Houston had to offer. Mm-hmm. So I moved, after finishing my grad work, I moved out to California. Whoa. And cool. I worked at UC Davis. Loved it. Weather was great. You know, so much outdoor activity to do. I absolutely loved it. But I was also there when I got out of grad school. It was when the economy was taking that downturn. Yep. Within two months, they hit me with furlough days, which 
I didn't know. Do you know what a furlough day yes. is? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I discovered that term right out of grad school. Oof. And it was it was tough when the salary, you know, the expense of living in California is already high, which the salary is somewhat compensated for. But then knowing that you have furlough days based on how much you make made it a little bit more of a challenge and knowing that they were coming the next year too. I started in August. Uh, by December, I was looking for other jobs. Saw that they had a fitness director position open at Rice as well as UVH. So I applied and I was out of California by March. So that brought me back to Houston and my parents are here. I did want to be closer. And then I also then had a more of a love and appreciation. I moved into the city and realized, I mean, it's diverse in arts and sports and like, you know, cultural events and food. And so now Houston is home. Houston is definitely home now. But yeah, I came back uh, when I accepted the job at Rice. Nice. Kind of, it kind of brings you back like that, yeah. but there's so much here. There's so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So you have a uh, business now, uh, Ra, uh, Ross tell, Fit Lifestyle. Fit Lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us about that. What, uh, when, when did you start that? So I started that about five years ago and I actually sat down with a branding strategist. It was right. I mean, to see like, I was like, okay, I want to start branding myself and, kind of the concepts that I have and in our discussion we just came to Ross Fit Lifestyle simply because it's all encompassing and that's you fit it in you do what you can because everybody's life is a little bit different um so started that so the three components are your fitness your life which encompasses your nutrition your mental health and then style because I do like a fashion side of things too and being stylish so it's it's a lifestyle and this concept has also led into even the fittest travel adventures and making it more of a lifestyle trip learning how you can have it all you can work out once a day fit your you know your yoga in or your fitness in or maybe it's actually in bali we hike mount batur and that's our activity for the day that's two hours you get in the scenery but you know in today's society with us being very sedentary a lot of it's just about movement like mm-hmm. getting movement and then that leads to other things mm-hmm. for for people it evolves into something that they like it may not be organized team sports that is your jam and it doesn't have to be as i told you it doesn't have to be if you don't like running then don't run right. there are five million other things that you can do <laughs> yeah I was I was wondering how do you develop the the curriculum for your travel trips? Is there certain kind of points that you want to hit throughout each week? So it actually once again from childhood I traveled a lot growing up. My parents mainly in the United States, but my first international trip was when I was sixteen. I went to Spain, fell nice. in love with traveling, yeah. and you know from there we had trips all the time and. But as I got out and started working full time, I was trying to find a way to mesh my passions of fitness and travel. So I came along a company that would recruit instructors to teach at these five-star hotels. So Hmm. taught at resorts in Costa Rica, in Mexico, all over. And that was my means of traveling affordably Yeah, (laughs) out of college. And from there, social media, sometimes you, you gotta love social media. I would post, and people will want to go on these trips. They're like, I want to come with you. I want to go. And I was like, well, I, I work with the hotel and a different company. I'm contracted for this. So people started reaching out for me to travel with them. 
Hmm. So I would go on girls trips. I traveled with them. I did daily workouts for them. They included me in the trip. Um, so of course, social media again, um, posted about it and then gained more interest. And this is over a period of years. And then finally, two years ago, decided just to launch my own trips. That's awesome. Yeah. So based off those experiences and just kind of gathering what worked, what didn't work, just different things you learn along the way. I'm a morning person. So the first trip, (laughs) (laughs) I had workouts at 7 a.m. Not a good idea. (laughs) Turns out. (laughs) Turns out people on vacation are more like 9 a.m. rise. (laughs) So the other thing that I've learned along the way is that people want to travel. And they want to travel internationally. It's the matter of figuring out currency, figuring out flights. What do I do? And not really having a guide to kind of put all this together in this package deal. So I just package everything together. The only thing that a person has to book is their flight. That's it. Wow. But other than that, um, in Bali, the meals are included workouts daily workouts for physical activity daily they have a massage it's included we hike mount batur there's the immersion too in the culture which is important to me as well in learning like the food going through the actual community and getting outside of the resort like outside of the touristy areas so we actually work with a cooking company there that includes the market tour we cook traditional balinese food And that is, oh, it's amazing. (laughs) I guess, let me ask you all this. I'm going to ask you all a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What comes to (laughs) mind? No. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We weren't ready for that. (laughs) Um, What do you, what comes to mind when you hear group fitness or what is that to you? That is, to me, it's about having a team to, yeah, to, to help promote healthy, healthy lifestyle. I would say in, in the times past when I've done group fitness, it, it, it's a really great motivator in terms of framework of like, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also like, I don't want to, I don't want to let them let down, down. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to be the person that is not showing up and. Yeah, no, it's it's the same for me. Uh, mm-hmm. When I've done the, the group fitness in the past, it's really uh, it's like when you're in the group, it keeps you out of your own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, it's that camaraderie. It's not really about competition as much as just you know, if everyone's keeps going, then you keep going, and then right, it's it's that uh, that support structure of just. It's interesting because when you know when I I've done group fitness in the past is you become friends with the people in the class. Yeah, exactly. And next thing you know, you, you, you're oh. going bowling and then you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, and then right. you're on the, on the Monday and then you're doing whatever on the Wednesday together. Yeah. And yeah. The cool thing, you know, about group fitness and the way that your perspective is, is we see it differently as professionals. So huh. it's up to me to curate a 60 minute class that brings together those connections for example there usually has to be an icebreaker at the beginning Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking in different terms of even making those connections it's not just about working out you know like it's it's well beyond that so when you go to these classes it's the trainer the choreographer the person who's programming is programming for that 
So one thing I've, I've done in the past, it's still fitness, but I would do heads up, seven up. You've got to meet seven people. You do seven push-ups in seven minutes. So it's 49 push-ups in seven minutes. Some people are mind blown, but at the same time, they're like, we've got to get started. You shake their hand, figure out their name, high five in the middle, connection, boom, go meet somebody else. And then when you go for your jog, then people are a little more lighthearted. Mm -hmm. They're ready to work. <laughs> but there are small connections like that or creating interactions within that group fitness workout. Right. How can I get people communicating? How can I get people working together but still feeling like a success in their own realm? Right, right, and then right. leave feeling empowered. So, like, I didn't start out that way thinking about it. I would just program a group fitness class, sure. and it's like 32 count. This is it. Yeah. But when I started teaching boot camps, I realized this is more so about common interests and people want to do something healthy for themselves. But at the same time, it's a chance for people to to meet each other and hang out and have a positive outlet. Um, to whatever's going on in their day or in their life. Me as a trainer, not always knowing what they're going through, but there are some stories that I've heard years later of what an individual or family is going through that's mind blown. And then they hit me with, you helped me get through this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to start crying. I didn't know, you know. Um, but there's that level of support and friendship and many groups I've worked with, I've seen people come together, hang out, mm -hmm. get married, and now they have kids. And it all started from them working out together, a common interest. Wow. So I think ultimately, I mean, and I've, I've written about this before, that everything started off as fitness, as a drive for people to get results. But as I've continued in this industry 15, 16 years later, it's become more about people and relationships. And I was like, I mean... Right now, it's like my catalyst is people and making connections and having them experience what they can do and the possibilities, but the avenue is through fitness. Right, you know? right, right, but right. But I'm definitely more of a, a very people person. I like to connect people and also connect different people together just to understand our society a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Th that's fascinating. It's 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 very parallel to the way Kevin and I look at architecture. And I mean, we both got into it. Uh, we got excited about it at a very young age, but mm -hmm. you know, looking back to what I thought architecture was when I was eight or nine is very different to the way I approach architecture now. And, and for us, it's much more about creating spaces for people to live and connect mm -hmm. and be in instead of, you know, just drawing on paper or creating big monuments. Um, like it's just it's very interesting how we're still excited about the same things but how that thing has really evolved, evolved. and changed and grown yeah. um, and it's great to hear like yeah it started off as fitness but really fitness for you is now evolved into so much more of, of life and style and everything else that really reinforces what fitness really is yeah this is fun Thank you so much, Ross. I like yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. For more information on Roz, visit her website at rosfitlifestyle.com. A special thanks goes out to our guest, Roz Jones, to our interviewers extraordinaire, Joe Rivers and Kevin Barden, and to those of you joining us for season four of the podcast. This episode was produced, edited, written, narrated, and music by Scott Barden. Visit Rivers Barden Architects online at riversbarden.com.